Summoning the last of his strength, Beowulf threw her off and leapt to his feet. And there above him on the wall, he saw hanging an ancient war trophy, a giant sword so huge, so heavy, that only a giant could wield it in battle play. But this death-defying champion, this geetish hero, was boiling with war fury. Like this, he was as strong as any giant, and he knew it. He sprung to the wall, caught up the sword by its hilt, and whirling it once above his head, the blade singing out its death song, he brought it down on her neck, in one blow cutting clear through bone and flesh. Her death agony was swift, and when it was done she lay at his feet, stilled by death, Beowulf's giant sword hot with her fiendish blood. It was over. It was done. The monster mother was united in death at last with her monster son. Looking about him now in that hellhole, Beowulf saw scattered there the wretched remains of Hrothgar's brave hearth companions, those that Grendel had murdered as they slept in Herot Hall. He saw too where Grendel himself lay, stiff in death, his lifeblood long ago drained from him. There was one more task for this giant sword. Beowulf, the fiercest of champions, finished the task and severed Grendel's hideous head with a single swipe. Way up above, in the light of day, Hrothgar and his thanes, hearts heavy with anxiety, watched and waited by the pool. Fearful too were the Geetish warriors for their prince, especially when they saw blood bubbling up from the depths, marbling the surface of the water. Many long hours had passed now since Beowulf dived down into the deep, and most now believed that the famous hero could not this time be triumphant, but that the she-wolf, that devilish sea-hag, had at last done him to death. As dusk came down over that dreary place, Hrothgar and his thanes turned sadly for home and hearth, all hope now abandoned. But the Geats stayed, stunned with grief, hoping against hope to see once more their beloved leader. But they knew well enough now that they would not. Down below in the ogre's lair, Beowulf looked about him in wonder at the heaped hoard of treasures, blood booty of that damned pair. Much good it was to them now. The Giat hero took none of those treasures when he left, only the head of Grendel, hunting the sword that had failed him and the hilt of the giant sword that had done the she-wolf to death. Only the hilt remained of this deadly war weapon, the engraved blade itself had simply been melted away by the hot blood of the doomed fiend that lay headless there. So, Beowulf, that sainted survivor, plunged once more into the deep and with powerful strokes swam upwards through the water, unhindered now by sea serpents and writhing monsters of the deep, for the pool was now cleansed of those vile creatures, gone where all evil goes, where Grendel and his mother had gone, down to hell itself where they belonged, never to return again. The first his faithful companion saw of their beloved prince was his silver war helmet breaking the waves. Then with spirits high with joy, they rushed to the water's edge to help him, wondering at his battle trophies, 
all of them thanking God for his victory and his safe return, unharmed to their side. Quickly they loosened his mail shirt and helmet and all welcomed him joyously, good friends and loyal hearth companions. So they left that dreadful pool behind them, blood red from shore to shore and still as death. It was a place all of them were happy to leave, bear wolf most of all. A bold spring in their step, carefree now at heart, they followed the well-trodden path back to Herot. It was a triumphant procession, but a slow one, for that heavy head, Grendel's hideous head, had to be carried. And it was no easy matter, I can assure you. It took four of the strongest giats to hold the spear steady. The dreaded head stuck high on the point, glaring in death all about it as they went. So, with Grendel's head aloft, they made their way to Herot, fourteen brave giats and the great warrior prince. Marching into that splendid mead hall, they came, much to the surprise and joy of everyone there. As Beowulf held up that monstrous head by its unlovely locks, it was indeed as ugly a thing as any there had seen, an awesome sight, but one that no longer brought fear to their hearts, only rapturous relief and great gratitude towards this prince of warriors. They listened to him now, Hrothgar and his queen and all the gathered thanes. We have brought back for you, great king of Denmark, all these trophies of our victory. They were heavy indeed to carry, but our heart song made light of the burden. I will not pretend to you it was easy, my lord. It was a close-run thing, this fight underwater, a fight I very nearly lost before it had begun. Hunting, fine weapon though it is, was useless against this she-wolf of the deep. But God was with me, and I thank only him for my victory. I snatched up another sword, a giant of a weapon, hanging there on the wall, and with it I avenged all the murder and misery inflicted on you by this family of fiends. First the monster's head I severed, then this grisly reminder still lying there from that earlier conflict. Your enemies are dead, you have your peace back, so all of you may now sleep safely in Herot. We have seen the last of them, my Lord King. Everyone here can rest assured of that, I promise you.